Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, I'm Joe Connolly, business reporter here at WCBS News Radio 880 in New York. And today, you're going to hear about how smaller businesses, which I actually like to call local independent businesses, I think it's a more upbeat description, more accurate, we'll hear how local independent businesses are selling online. With Tom Janess, operator of an independent wine shop in the famous Flatiron District of New York City, and producer Neil A. Caruso will be joining us in this discussion as well. Tom, the first thing I noticed when I looked at your website, it looks like you have a great website for a local independent business. And one of the things I noticed is that right across the top, very quickly but not so quickly that you can't read them, are four or five different headlines. It's safe to come into our store. Here's help in choosing the right gift. We ship to most states. Now, did you do that? Do you have somebody do that for you? How did you get the first impression on your website to be so customer-friendly? Well, it's, it's almost a cliché, but we try to make every decision based on, uh, on, on our customers and what they need and want. It's a small team, um, and, uh, and we make these decisions together. Um, everyone has a, an opportunity to input. Um, and uh, but our focus is definitely on on giving our customers the best possible experience. And does one of your employees do the website as part of their job, or do you outsource it? We do have one person who is a, a part-time um, a, a independent employee um, who does uh, focus on marketing and, and the website and our app and all of our platforms, social media, etc. Uh, we can't really afford to have a sort of a full-time marketing person. As m- many small businesses know, it's, uh, we're resource-constrained, and so we have to be very judicious about uh, where we put our resources. But, um, but being, a, being a, a small team, I think um, we, we all get to have a, a pretty outsized impact on, on the results. Right. And so many people would like to have somebody – do their website as effectively as you have somebody. Who's this person? How did you find them? Did he walk in the door or she was a, at a local college? How'd you find this person? Who is he or she? She came to us from, uh, uh, Ashley Kaborowitz came to us from 
uh, the PR world and was interested in wine and spirits and came as a salesperson, uh, but with an emphasis on marketing. Um, subsequently, she uh, hung her own shingle and is an independent business now, as I said, and, and we, um, we work with her, but, but it's a super close and friendly relationship given that we worked you know, full-time together for a number of years. Oh, man, that's a great way to do it. We will get into the fact that while Tom is doing very well online, it still has not, let's just get on the record, made up for all the lost sales in the neighborhood. One other question, though, on the website. For instance, here's what also impressed me. One of 18 display islands will give you 20 different picks on wines in all price ranges. And that really makes it simple and draws me as a customer in. We actually have patents on the design of our website and our in-store experience. Um, our, our whole, again, this customer-centric focus uh, is on giving people um, uh, choices that, that map to their needs. So if you've gone shopping and you've picked out a flank steak for dinner that night, we have uh, an area uh, around meats, beef, pork, lamb, game, um, with specific suggestions that are, um, are terrific uh, choices to pair with, say, beef. And by doing that, we give people an opportunity to make better decisions when they're buying a bottle of wine. I think the um, the traditional metric is, well, it's got a pretty label and it's $20. That's probably fine. <laughs> and we're trying to do a much better job of giving people who are all smart but don't necessarily have a Ph.D. in wine an opportunity to make better decisions. And it also, since you make the information and ideas on the website so easily available, it also must save you a lot of time in the sales process. It does. It gives people a chance to make you know their own decision informed by their own need, uh, rather than sort of outsourcing decision-making to a salesperson. Neil. Tom, are you driving most of your sales through your website? Uh, no, I would say it's about 25% these days. 25% of e-commerce or, or total? 25% uh, of our sales are generated through our website, bottlerocket.com. However, we also are, uh, have a number of different platforms that we have partnered with, um, that are also contributing to our e-commerce sales. Gotcha. So what platforms are you using? What what has been most successful for you, too? Well, given that we are in the wine and spirits business, there are some platforms that are focused on that industry. Uh, Drizzly, Minibar, Vivino. Um, we are also on a more generally um, sort of grocery-oriented Instacart. Um, we're actually firing up Uber Eats, um, as we speak, um, and we have an app that is uh, was uh, built by uh, a great company called City Hive, that um, that's it's branded as a bottle rocket app, but it's um, but it sits on their platform, and that's also been very very helpful. Isn't that interesting? So how are customers finding you on the app or the other platforms that you mentioned? Well, um, the app I think is is largely marketed by us directly to our customers. Um, but uh, we also um, try to be active on social media, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, um, trying to give ourselves a little bit of visibility there. Um, you know, I think all place-based retail businesses in the end are, are local phenomena. Um, you know, we ship to many states and we have customers all over the place. But in the end, the core of our business is in the Flatiron neighborhood, people who work there, people who live there. 
um, and and it is to 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 them that we that we offer these services. How have things changed now the last nine months in terms of sales and and where customers are coming from? Um, you know, is it different in the neighborhood? And where are you where are you getting your customers from? Totally different. And I, I know this is the story of the moment, but um, you know, Manhattan has been dramatically altered by uh, by the last few months' experience. Um, I, Flatiron is about 50% residential and 50% office, I would say. Most of those offices are still closed. Um, you know, people come by and, and check the mail, and, and, uh, and a, few, a few offices have uh, more regular uh, action happening, but mostly um, people that can work remotely have continued to work remotely. Um, and residential folks in Flatiron are, tend to be affluent, tend to have second homes outside of the city, and many of those people moved out in March and have remained away, um, you know, for safety and, and uh, you know, obvious reasons. So we've really had to be entrepreneurial about finding customers that are, that are new customers, reach, uh, you know, to a broader audience in the city, and find the people that are here and are working here and living here. Joe. Tom, I'm just curious, in a business like yours in a thriving neighborhood normally, hopefully again soon in New York City, what percent of your normal sales go to commuters into the Flatiron District? I would say about 25% of our sales come from people that do not live or work in our neighborhood. Um, We have... uh, Folks from different neighborhoods that make the journey to our store because they like the experience of shopping at Bottle Rocket, um, and we have um, people that order from us because we have uh, and offer wines and spirits that are not generally available uh, in other stores. So they seek them out and they come find them at our at our business. Tom, it strikes me that maybe you could reach past customers that had been in Manhattan through some type of loyalty program. That's what the head of the Flatiron District, uh, Business Improvement District, uh, told Joe and me last week. Is that something that you've tried? We have. We have instituted for our regular customers a uh, free shipping program because obviously, you know, wine is heavy and it costs a lot to ship. Uh, So people sometimes are reluctant to pay an additional fee for shipping. So we reached out to all of our customers and basically said, we understand why you're not here right now. We want to serve you. And so let us, uh, let us, uh, pay for the shipping, and give you our services um, and make it easy for you to continue to shop with us. What are you thinking in terms of long-term viability? What's going to take you to the next level beyond this pandemic? Well, we have seen, we've been uh, we've been in business for 15 years, and our business has grown every year. Um, and I would expect, if all things were normal, that we would continue that trajectory. Um, I do think that um, e-commerce has been on a 20-year trend of you know, increasing online sales for all businesses everywhere, and this pandemic has hurtled us forward about 10 years in that trajectory, uh, all in six months. And so I think that's also true for Bottle Rocket. We've always been online. We've always been uh, had an e-commerce platform, but I think what this has shown us is that it's critically important for us to keep our, our efforts focused on, on e-commerce and continue to grow in that way. What did you do before you went into the wine retail business uh, for yourself, Tom? What led you to this business? Like many entrepreneurs, I have a, I have a, a, a sort of a, 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 a varied past. I, I spent about 10 years in the television business, uh, developing uh, series and movies for television. 
and uh, and I follow that with uh, I found a, co-founded a an e-learning company uh, called Quizic that brought business education to people um, all over, uh, and and I fell in love with wine along the way, and uh, and like every entrepreneur realized that there's a better way potentially to do retail for wine. It's a complicated product. And so I founded Bottle Rocket to try to see if I could if I could do a build a better mousetrap. And that is reflected in what we opened on, how easy the website is. You have a background in learning or teaching and, and it's reflected later in a new career. Joe, you're a kind man. I appreciate you saying that. Why have the landlords been so slow, do you hear, to reduce rents when it seems to so many of us that they're going to have to come down and that's the future to the revival of the neighborhoods? I think that's a very good question, and I think the answer lies in the nature of contracts in in retail real estate. People tend to sign 10-year leases, which means that um, there's a very slow process for the market to reset. Um, but clearly, I, I would guess that there are zero leases being written right now because landlords are trying to keep their prices high and tenants would refuse under the circumstances to to pay those high prices. And so there's probably going to be, I would guess that there's going to be a big reset in pricing. They've just uh, waited. Just, They're dragging their feet. They, they just, I think uh, it'll take uh, a little time. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but it was happening before this pandemic. I mean, I think there were, there were many uh, vacancies at the street level uh, that were visible, um, you know, for, for the last year and a half or two years. And this has just accelerated that process enormously. And we cannot end an interview with you uh, without asking your best-selling or recommendation for a good Lower, moderate-priced wine, and your recommendation for a higher-priced, expensive wine. Aha! Well, I, rather than give a, a, an individual name, I would I would choose a region, and I would say that if one were to go to France and to the Rhone Valley, uh, that the Côte de Rhone reds are um, inexpensive, generally, and very high-quality, rich, robust reds at a reasonable price. And at the higher end, Chateauneuf de Pops, which is a, a smaller region within the Rhone, um, are, you know, circle around the 50 to $100 range, but are just fabulous wines, just big, meaty, rich, uh, uh, robust reds that are perfect for these chillier days that we're having right now. Well, you know, this interview has reminded us of how we're all adapting now, but how much nicer it will be again to go into a local business and talk to the owner of that business. It has just been so enjoyable and interesting to talk to you. Thank you. Tom Janess, Bottle Rocket Wine Shop in the Flatiron District in New York City. Tom, thank Thank you. you. Gentlemen, I really appreciate it. Time to get a bottle of red. (laughs) (laughs) Have a beautiful day, and thank you. red, a bottle of white, whatever kind of mood you're in tonight, as the great Billy Joel sings on scenes from an Italian restaurant. Well, we're talking with business owners about what they are seeing in terms of online sales during the holidays, what they're expecting, how many orders they're getting, etc. And really, if they'll be able to survive the second wave of the pandemic. 
So Joe spoke with a small business owner on the Upper West Side about her e-commerce sales. Joe? How are local independent businesses that we love doing this holiday season when selling online is more important than ever? Let's ask Jenny Bergman, owner of Westside Kids Toy Store, founded by Jennifer's mother 40 years ago in 1981, so they are experts in independent retailing. First, Jennifer, how is this holiday season different from past seasons at Upper West Side Kids? Well, um, of course, you know, New York City is experiencing a pandemic that we have never experienced before. And so our business is reduced by about half. There are a lot of people that don't want to come into stores. A lot of people have left the city. And then we have our online competition. How are you doing? Well, I ha- I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to report we're surviving. We're 60% down for the year because we were closed for two and a half months. Um, but we had yesterday was the first night of Hanukkah, and we had our busiest day of the year. Wow. How much is your experience in selling online helping? Well, we helping us. We, I mean, we have a, a website. We have maybe a tenth of our product online. Our website is a little old-fashioned, but we're we're actually, I mean, thanks to you and some other people, we're getting a lot of media attention, and we're getting orders from all over the country. So we're going into work early and processing the orders and getting them out. Our local postal carriers come in every night picking up 50, 60 boxes, and it's keeping us afloat. So to an outsider, how can business still be down 50%? Is that all because of the fact that so much of it is foot traffic in the door? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we're a neighborhood institution. People have been walking by our store, coming in every day. I had a a woman come in. She was in two days ago shopping for her great-grandchildren. She shopped for her children. She must have started young. But she has has nine great-grandchildren. Um. Um, yeah, it's definitely we're we're definitely a city store. I mean, and I I don't know how many people, how many of our customers actually have left the city since March, but it's a big chunk. We're on the Upper West Side. It's a you know it's a relatively wealthy area, and a lot of people left. There were reports that I was a little suspicious of over the Thanksgiving period that. Sales online for smaller businesses were up as much as 44%. My online line sales are up, um, but it's only, it's it's replacing um, in-store sales, and it's not replacing them, it's not completing them, it's not making it whole. Right, so the hopes that online for independent retailers would make up for the difference appear to be not the case. I, I would I would totally agree. Um, it's also a very different way of doing business. Um, so for a lot of us, it's much more work, um, and so it costs us a lot more to process online orders. And um, like I said, we're going in early and we're staying late to to, to get them all done. Um, and I'm certainly not complaining, but it it is a lot more work, and it's 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 sort of interesting. I mean, ultimately, you know, we could be set up to do it, but our online sales have never generated enough business for me to invest in, in, you know, in in expanding um, that. And so it's it's always been a real catch-22. 
So how does a business in a situation like yours survive? Is it on the reserves and the depth and the history of the business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, a small business like ours doesn't have much reserve. Um, again, I, you know, we are getting some media attention. It's, it's making a difference, which says to me that, you know, New York City and other big cities that have small businesses in them really need to help us with marketing, uh, you know, shopping local in a big way. Um, You know, we can't afford advertising in New York City. Um, We're always lucky when when someone like you calls us and asks to interview us, but we can't afford to to, put a big banner up in in Times Square. (laughs) Uh, I'd love to. That would be fun. Um, But, you know, it it really does make a difference. Um, And it also, you know, paying for a a marketing person or something is, you know, everyone says, oh, just hire a teenager to do your social media. Well, it's not that simple. It's just not that simple. I wish it was, but it's not. Why is it not so simple? So many people say that. Because you, every business has its own culture, our own, our personality, who we are, who, you know, what we want, um, you know, what we want people to know about us, how, how we want to be represented. And, Small business owners sometimes can be, you know, we're not corporate people. We don't have these calendars of media events and scheduling things out, and we don't order things six months ahead of time. Well, we do sometimes, but generally we don't. So it's hard to put together a plan like that, and so it has to be more organic. And you need someone that really understands your store, understands the you know, what the reach, I mean, it's interesting, I can't tell you how many kids have worked in my store that say they want to do social, do my social media, say they're going to double my, you know, my, my followers in a week or whatever, and we get nothing, because also the other thing is that there are a lot of people that don't necessarily want to follow businesses online, you know, it's, it's, I'm not an entertainer, I'm not, um, I, I don't do TikTok videos, or, you know, I mean, so it's, it's a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. Um, the teenagers know how to put something up there, but they have no clue, uh, all due respect, as to what it takes to close a sale and what people buy based on. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. And then the other the other thing is that I feel that when someone that helps me with social media doesn't get the results that they expect, they walk away. Because they find, you know, inside, I don't know if they, you know, they just, they, it, it, it doesn't, I think that, you know, if you don't get the clicks that you want, it doesn't fulfill the, the need or, you know, whatever it is that people do for, you know, that they, they use social media for. Right, they have a short attention span. Yeah, I know, right, that too. But you're an expert at selling to them. You ought to sell to their parents. Uh, I, do, I do. I know you do. I'm sure you do. Hey, your spirits sound so up, Jenny. How are you keeping your spirits up so well? Well, you know, this is this is our time of year, and we are we're busy. Um, you know, I have a reduced staff, but we're all working really hard. We're feeling good. Our customers are the customers that are coming in and that are shopping online are are constantly saying to us. You know, we want you to survive. We're, we're coming here. We went. So I, I feel better now than I did in July. I mean, July, it was gloom and doom. I mean, I, 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 I honestly didn't think we would still be here and in that, July. You didn't? You, I and, didn't. And now, and now what do you think? Now I think we just need to get through this. 
and we'll be okay. But, I mean, the caveat is that we still need help competing against the, you know, the monsters online. We do need help. We need help from um, the higher-ups and, and um, because small business can't do this on their own. Um, you know, I'm, my, my, my rent is reduced right now. My expenses are reduced right now. But if I don't, if my sales don't, you know, bounce back to what they were before and better, I still won't survive. Wow. When you say help from the higher ups, what, what sort of help? I just think, I, I feel like the, the city, um, needs to get behind small business in in a big way with marketing i mean i you know advertise it on the subways you know um give us um public service announcements on tv um not us specifically but just small business in general that it's a community builder and that we're a source for i mean that new york is not gonna it new york won't survive without us i mean they you know everyone says that small businesses are 44 percent of this this nation's economy but where are they when they, you know, I mean, they're they're giving you know, Amazon and Walmart and Target all these big tax breaks to to infiltrate the nation, but they don't they don't do anything for us. We don't even ask. We just go about our daily, you know, and 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 go into work every day, do the best that we can, and and come home. Um, but I don't have a lobbyist saying, hey, you know, I need a tax break on this, or I need a this, or I need a that. So, yeah. I would like some marketing. I would like some marketing, um, and I think that the city could do it, and I think they could do it well, and I think it would make a really big difference. And when you see photographs now from the New York of the 1980s when your mom started <laughs> this business, yeah, you see how much more distinctive and New York-like it looked. There just oh, yeah. wasn't a drugstore or a bank on every no. corner. It looked right. so different. right. When I was, I used to live on, our store's on 84th in Amsterdam, and I lived on 86th in Amsterdam for 25 years. And until, I guess, sometime in the, I guess, you know, 2000s, uh, the block between 86th and 87th Street had a deli, a dry cleaner, a shoemaker, a hardware store, and a video store. There used to be five stores, and now it's one CVS. Well, thank you for helping businesses survive by what you're doing and and being honest about what the situation is. Oh, yeah. I'm going to call you next summer and see how you're doing, and hopefully there'll be a much more optimistic outlook. Okay. That sounds good. I'll I'll stay on my soapbox. You don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Yeah. You're good on that soapbox. Stay on it. (laughs) That's, My parents raised me that way. <laughs> oh, it shows. That's Jenny Bergman, owner of Upper West Side Kids Toy Store. Go in. If you can't, go to the website. It's a great website, and as you browse through the toys, it brings a smile to your face. I was smiling looking at all those toys for all ages Aww. at all price points. Oh, thanks, Joe. Really appreciate it. Well, a very nice conversation there with Joe and Jennifer Bergman of Westside Kids. Well, everyone says 2020 has been a year unlike any other. I'm kind of sick of that phrase. It really has been one hell of a year. And we know that business owners are really struggling right now, especially as COVID-19 surges. And But we do have hope on the way in the vaccine and therapeutics. 
and we hope and pray that 2021 is much better for everyone out there and uh, and all of you listening. Uh, we appreciate you listening every week to uh, Joe and me as we take you through some business stories, the top um, stories that we could find that are relative, that um, kind of show you all the adjustments, pivots that business owners are making on a day-to-day, weekly basis. And um, this year has been emblematic of that uh, as uh, we go through this unprecedented time. Uh, stay in touch with us. We're going to be off the next two weeks for the holidays. You can obviously catch up on our uh, on our Small Business Spotlight podcast. We've had some great ones this year. We've had four sharks on from Shark Tank, all giving their advice for business survival and recovery and tips to grow sales, um, especially online uh, and finding new customers. So listen to our podcasts or, uh, right here on uh, radio.com app, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, and at wcbs880.com slash spotlight. Joe and I are also on Twitter and social media at Joe Connolly Biz, at Neil A. Caruso. Uh, reach out to us, stay in touch with us. We'll be back with a new podcast in the new year, which we hope will uh, bring much happiness and, and more prosperity uh, to come. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a very happy and healthy new year. We mean it. From Joe and myself, God bless. We'll talk to you in 2021. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.